located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join me, Father Tony Galati, in the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world for the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at matradeiradio.com or check the prayer section of the new Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland, dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by U.S. News and World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its Colleges of Arts and Sciences and its Schools of Business, Education, Engineering, and Nursing. Learn more at up.edu. It is 743 at Mater Day Radio. Well, coming off a record high of 108 degrees yesterday at PDX. Going to be a tad bit cooler today, a high of 102. Low tonight, 70 degrees. And then hot again <laughs> tomorrow, 100 for tomorrow. Then by Thursday, starts to cool a little bit down to 93. And then by Friday, 82. Won't that be pleasant? There is an excessive heat warning in effect until tomorrow evening and an air quality alert out there as well. Okay, 73 degrees at St. Philip Catholic Church in Woodland, Washington. And 70 degrees at St. Mary's Church in Eugene. This is Dina Marie, and I'm back with Franciscan friar, Father Dan Petit. We're just talking a little bit about the Franciscan life, and the Franciscans, the third order regular, just had their chapter meeting in Loretto, Pennsylvania. Father was telling us a little bit about St. Francis University, which is also located there, and just some of the community building, and what a great way for you to come together, all of the friars at different ministries around the states to come together to pray, and then to look at the next four years. Um, talking about that, you live by a, a rule. I think most of us are familiar in the Pacific Northwest of the Benedictine rule, the rule of uh, St. Benedict. We've got the Benedictine monastery at uh, Mount Angel Abbey, but you have a Franciscan rule. Give us a sense, Father Dan, of this Franciscan rule, the rule of St. Francis. And I mean, it was developed over 800 years ago. How do you, how do you keep that going? in modern times? Well, actually, what happened was Francis did initially give us, I guess you could say, a rule for the Third Order, which was just, it was lay people, it was hermits, it, and it, it wasn't differentiated for religious like myself and lay people. It was just what they call a letter to all the faithful, and that would be the lay faithful who wanted to follow him. And he sent them two letters and it was under Pope Nicholas IV that we got the first rule for the secular Franciscans. And he was a Franciscan 
himself, or who became Pope in the uh, late 13th century, and he gave the first rule to the seculars. And the third order actually came into being, at least my community, the men came into being in the 14th century when a group of hermits decided to come together and live in community. And then we adapted the rule of Pope Nicholas IV to ourselves and have since had it rewritten by the Holy See several times. The most recent rule that was rewritten was Pope John Paul II in 1982. That's our rule now, and that's all updated for the times. Mm -hmm. What are some of the different core, I guess, the core tenets of the rule that how you live, how you serve, how you live in community, the Franciscan way, so to speak? Well, you know, what's interesting. Vatican II, you've probably heard this before, said to religious return to the sources of your founder. And of course, we all did that. The Franciscans, the Dominicans, all of us have done this. And the Third Order did that as well. And we started a movement of rewriting our rule at the grassroots level, starting with the Franciscan sisters. And then later on, the TORs got involved. And we all together came up with this rule. And we went to John Paul II and said, will you approve this? And he looked at it and he said, this is all about penance and conversion. He said, I need this in the church. He said, put a chapter in there on celibate chastity and I'll approve it. And so it was was a grassroots rule based on prayer and study that the sisters and and, um, the brothers did to arrive at the charism. And what we arrived at was Conversion and penance is at the core of the third order of charism in the church. Hmm. And John Paul saw that and he said, I need this in the church and I approve it in 1982. And that became then our official rule. Right. And, you know, today, Father Dan, as you live out your vocation, you're in parish ministry. There's different types of ministries that the third order regular, the TORs are currently involved in, you know, Tell us a little bit about some of those different ministries and and how you're able to live out that rule in these different areas of the church. Well, I think uh, for I, I'm particularly sensitive to one area in particular, and that would be the way in which preaching ministry is related to conversion, of course, which would hopefully lead then to the confessional. And I mean, we've always had a saying that since I've been in the province, at least you, if you, if you preach it, you got to pastor it. And that's kind of what we do. Um, You know, we try to preach. And of course, it's, it's preaching, obviously not to just like the old missions of the late, early 20th century, where they just convict you of sin and you're going to hell and all this. No, we preach the mercy of Christ. And the passion of Christ and devotion to the Eucharist. That was very close to the heart of Francis. Uh, We preach um, conversion and penance for a deeper love of Christ and the Blessed Mother. I mean, these are the kinds of things. And you get deeply into the gospel and you start to realize how slow we are to respond to the call of Christ. And you say, gee, something needs to change. Well, that's conversion, you know. And so that's kind of what I find in the parish for example, just this Sunday, I I had the five o'clock mass on Sunday, which finished at about six, and I heard confessions till quarter to eight, an hour and forty five minutes. You know, they 
And it's not because you tell people because they're garbage. No, you tell people like, gee, there's something really incredible going on here and they want to get into it. So they repent and they go to confession. And that's one of the ways I think our charism, especially in the church, works itself out is you you pastor what is preached on Sunday. Right. Pastor what is preached. And right now you're serving in Fort Worth, Texas at St. Andrew Church. There's three Franciscan friars that are on staff. Right. And that's something we attempt to do as often as possible as we as, as friars, of course, we have community life, and uh, we generally try and avoid one priest parishes for that reason, because we are called to community in the vows of community life and fraternal life. Right. I mean, that was big for St. Francis, was that fraternal life. I mean, that was really the core of everything would flow out of that fraternity, that community togetherness. Yes, and that's right. Like he said in his testament, he said, the Lord gave me brothers. Now, admittedly, though, and this is the other side of it, Francis suffered the most at the hands of his brothers. Right. And there's the cross. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. like, and that is, I mean, uh, communal life, I think, does just like married life does, I'm sure it, it has its challenges. Anytime you attempt to live in close proximity with another human being, it gets it can get tough, you know. And <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but you make that you make it work. And I think you know what what amazes me, Father, is um, for the per- person in the pew to have the connection with a religious community in your parish, because so many people I think don't have that experience. And so whether they see our religious sisters, whether they see our friars, it makes a difference in, I think, our understanding of the universal church. Right. It really does. And of course, I'm down here in the South in Texas. Uh, It's, it's uh, very, it's heavily Baptist, of course. And, uh, There are occasions, I don't do it all the time, but there are occasions when I will go out in my habit. And uh, sometimes I I don't know what they think I am, but it's like, it's so unusual to see a man dressed in a habit like that uh, with a cord. And it's like, wow, what is that? Is that like, is that some kind of goth uniform or what is that? You know, it's (laughs) like, they, they don't know what to make of it sometimes, you know? Yeah. But again, that evangelization, and hopefully it will open some hearts of just a conversation, right? For We just need a dialogue and get to know one another, and, and that opens the door to Christ working in us. Yeah, no, it does, and um, it does. I, You know, and there is, uh, the Spirit blows where He wills. The witness to the gospel is not, therefore, under our control. If we really let it go, if we really let the spirit to be free in our lives, he will blow where he wills and he'll do what he wills. And a lot of times without you even knowing he's doing it. I mean, that's what I've discovered. A lot of times that testimony is in the Holy Spirit and that's given whether you're conscious of it or not. I mean, as long as you're in the Lord and you're trying to live holiness, stay faithful to your vows, stay faithful to your priesthood, Spirit's going to blow where he wills and give testimony on your behalf. You know, right. And and try to draw people to Christ. 
Exactly. Father Dan Petit, Franciscan friar with us, giving us some insights on the Franciscan order and the third order regular. He's part of the Sacred Heart of Jesus chapter or province uh, that serves in parts of the U.S. In fact, where 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 yeah. does your this, the Sacred Heart province touch in terms of the different states or ministries? Right now, we have uh, we have two parishes here in Fort Worth, Texas. We have. Uh, Two in Florida in uh, the St. Petersburg Diocese. It's now it does. It's just St. Petersburg, and then we have several in the Loretto area, and then of course we have Franciscan University, which was founded by uh, the TORs and the bishop there in 1946, and then of course 1847 St. Francis University, and yeah. and then we have a couple of friars working in hospital ministry and. They're, they're um, some in Pittsburgh. We have one in um, New Jersey, and they're doing hospital service and ministry as well. Wonderful. Well, we love it, and we'll continue to pray for the Franciscan order to continue to grow and flourish. And again, that conversion is so important, preaching and penance. And so I love that, the heart of St. Francis. Father Dan, it's always fun to talk with you, and I always learn something new as I as I hear about your life story and your vocation, and you continue to bless all those folks in Fort Worth, Texas. Would you help us close with your prayer and blessing? Sure. Let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit to revive us in your love, that we may ever draw closer to your Son, Jesus Christ, especially in the Eucharist and through the sacrament of holy penance. And we ask all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may the blessed mighty God descend upon you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Father Dan. Have a great summer season. All right. Thank you. You too. And it is 755 at Mater Day Radio. One of the ways you can support Mater Day Radio through our vehicle donation program. If you have an old car, a truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, you can donate that vehicle to Mater Day Radio. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation take you to the main page there. Just a couple of forms to fill out. You're good to go really quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you as well. It is Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Modern Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Westside Masonry Incorporated, providing residential masonry projects in brick, block, concrete, and cultured stone. For more information on fireplaces, patios, driveways, hardscapes, excavation, retaining walls, and fencing, call 503-805-7464.
Westside Masonry Incorporated, CCB number 167779. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Morning Blend. It's a cup of joy with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 757 at Mater Day Radio. Well, what's the hurricane season looking like? We'll tell you in the news. And we have tips to stay safe at home during the fire season. That's coming up as well after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Kevin Jory with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. By the way, happy feast of the Assumption. Today's saint comes to us from the continent of Africa. Blessed Isidore Bakanja was born sometime around 1885 in Northeast Belgian Congo, now the Democratic Republic of Congo. Trappist missionaries traveled to his village and in 1906, when he was around 18 years old, he converted to Catholicism. On fire for Christ, Isidore was inspired to share his newfound faith with anyone and everyone around. Rosary in hand and scapular around his neck, he shared the gospel. Although he was untrained, many considered him to be a catechist because of his incredible zeal and dedication to spreading the good news. Eventually, Isidore decided to leave his village because there were no other Christians. He found employment at a rubber plantation for a Belgian company. Most of the Belgian agents were strong atheists who hated Catholic missionaries because they fought for the rights of the native people. And when it was discovered that Isidore was a Christian, they ordered him to take off his scapular and to stop teaching the other workers how to pray, claiming, you'll have the whole village praying and no one will work. When Isidore refused to comply, the agent had him severely beaten twice. The second time, in a fit of rage, the agent tore the scapular from his neck and had him pinned down to the ground. He was flogged over a hundred times with a whip made of elephant hide and nails. He was then chained to a single spot where he stayed for 24 hours, unable to move. Talk about suffering for Christ. This young man endured some of the harshest treatment imaginable simply for living his faith. When an inspector was on the way to the plantation, the agent had Isidore sent to another village to avoid the abuse being discovered. Isidore managed to escape through the forest and make his way to the inspector, dragging himself with sticks because he was so badly beaten that he couldn't even move his legs. The inspector was horrified by the pitiful sight of the young man who was covered in festering wounds, filth, and flies. When the agent saw Isidore, he lunged to kill him, but the inspector stepped in the way. The inspector immediately took Isidore back with him to his house dressing the wounds, hoping that he would recover. But Isidore knew that death drew near. He told the inspector, if you see my mother, or if you go to the judge, or if you meet a priest, tell them that I am dying because I am a Christian. Two missionaries came and ministered to Isidore during his last days. They encouraged him to forgive the agent who beat him so severely. He replied that he had already forgiven him and he would continue to pray for him when he reached heaven. After six months of suffering from his wounds, Isidore died rosary in hand, scapular around his neck. He had received the last sacraments with devotion. He was barely over 20 years old. Although not officially canonized, he was beatified by Pope John Paul II in 1994. There's so much we can learn from Isidore's example. Though still young, he taught many about Christ. Though mild-mannered and respectful, he refused to be bullied into silence about his faith. He followed Christ's example in every way from the very moment of his conversion. Blessed Isidore Bacanja, pray for us. 
band that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the Saints or to pray with Mater Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 801. And in your news, due to the extreme fire danger, recreational fires will be prohibited throughout unincorporated Clark County. This recreational fire restriction is in addition to the general outdoor burning prohibition that was implemented July 1st. Several types of fires are prohibited with this recreational fire ban until further notice, including recreational fires and bonfires, campfires, fires in outdoor fireplaces, fire pits, and chimney-type devices. According to Interim Fire Marshal Curtis Evanson, this is a preventative measure to reduce the risk of grass or brush fires as a result of escaped campfires. Evanson explains the ban is necessary due to the extremely hot and dry conditions this week, which along with the lack of humidity increases the potential for fire danger. Creating a defensible space around a home helps prevent wildfires from spreading to a residence or vice versa. Evanson offers some key recommendations for both for folks living both in rural and urban areas to reduce fire risks, to remove remove fuel within three to five feet of all foundations, outbuildings, garages and sheds, and within 10 feet of a home, under decks and porches, and from your gutters, eaves, porches, and decks. Cut the lawn if it's brown, dispose of debris and cutting, prune your trees so the lowest branches are 6 to 10 feet above the ground, landscape with native and flame-resistant plants, and for those who desire outdoor cooking, self-contained camp stoves and charcoal barbecues, which are not banned, are safe and easy alternatives for your family barbecue. All right, good, good suggestions there for sure. Record high ocean temperature is setting the stage for an active Atlantic hurricane season, but so far it has been pretty quiet. There have been no tropical storms in the Atlantic Basin in nearly a month. That may change, though. An updated outlook from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration now calls for an above-average hurricane season, an increase from the near-normal forecast it released in May. NOAA's Climate Prediction Center has increased the chance for above-normal activity from 30% to 60%. Forecasts are leaning on several climate factors, but also on unusually warm oceans, which is the fuel needed to build the strength of a storm. NOAA said sea surface temperatures were warmer than anticipated and a major factor in increasing the odds of an active season. Global ocean temperatures are at their highest levels on record. Mm. Well, as parents seek Montessori education for their children, one Catholic university, the University of Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota, is seeking to meet the need for more Montessori educations with a new online master's degree program specifically for Catholic Montessori education. According to Brenda Tuft, Associate Dean and Director of the Luffrig Family School of Education and Behavioral Sciences at the University of Mary, the university identified a need for more teachers with comprehensive preparation and education, deep understanding of Montessori methods, and a strong commitment to Catholic values and teachings. Founded by Maria Montessori, a devout devout Catholic and an Italian doctor, Montessori education has an emphasis on the dignity of the child and Catholic teachings and the dignity of the human person. Tuff says equipping teachers with a deep understanding of the Catholic faith and effective Montessori methods that can bring joy and wonder to teaching and learning can help Catholic education grow and students to flourish. Well, it could be a legal decision with wide-ranging ramifications when it comes to climate change. A district court judge in Montana has ruled that the state's 
continued development of fossil fuels violates a clause in Montana's Constitution, guarantees its citizens the right to a clean and healthful environment. Montana is one of several states that have explicit environmental guarantees written into their state constitutions. Now, the case was brought to the court by a group of young plaintiffs between the ages of 5 and 22. <laughs> wow. How about that? Who said they are already being hurt by climate change-fueled wildfires, drought, reduced snowpack, and impacts to wildlife. The case is historic. It is the first youth climate case to make it to trial in the United States, even as several others are working their way through the court system. The Montana Attorney General's office says it will appeal the ruling. Well, with only a few more weeks before back to school and the start of a new academic year, the faculty, families, and benefactors of the Chesterton Academy of the Willamette Valley in Mount Angel are hosting their annual end-of-the-summer event to help everyone get ready for the fall season. The event, Brewing Faith Among Friends, will be held on Thursday, August 24th at the Benedictine Brewery at Mount Angel starting at 7 p.m. According to Rolando Moreno, board president of the Chesterton Academy of the Willamette Valley, the evening consists of of joyful Christian fellowship, delicious hors d'oeuvres, and the fine beers of Benedictine Brewery, all in the spirit of G.K. Chesterton. In addition to the hospitality of the monks of Mount Angel and delicious food and fellowship, the event features Father Theodore Lang as a special guest speaker who will present on the theme Marriage and Family and the Restoration of Culture. Father Theodore is a priest of the Archdiocese of Portland and administrator of St. Paul Catholic Church in Silverton. He's also the brother of one of the faculty of of Chesterton Academy, Mr. Brian Lang. The event includes an update on Chesterton Academy and invites the attendees to the opportunity to contribute to the mission that supports their students. Unlike the popular men's and ladies' nights, this event is for men and women, and the registration is fee as is free. For more information, you can visit the website ChestertonWV.com. Father Theo at St. Paul and Silverton Theo. now. Yeah. Yes, and... Uh, Close to that Benedictine Brewery. Absolutely. (laughs) We love that. Uh, In sports, the Associated Press out with its preseason college football poll and both the Ducks and Beavers proving their strength nationally. Oregon ranked 15th in the top 25, while Oregon State three back in the 18th position. The AP poll is made up of votes cast by a national group of sports writers. It is the 15th time in the last 16 season. Oregon will open the year ranked and fifth straight year in the top 15. This is the seventh time Oregon State has been ranked in the preseason poll. This is the Beavers' highest preseason ranking since 2001 when OSU was number 10. Other Pac-12 teams in the AP poll include USC at 6, Washington, the Huskies in 10th position, and Utah in 14th. Georgia is ranked number 1. All right. Well, the Seattle Archdiocese is gearing up to celebrate the Queenship of Mary and our seminarians. Coming up on Tuesday, August 22nd from 9 to 8, golfers of every ability are welcome to play in the Archbishop's Golf Tournament at Trophy Lake Golf and Casting Club in Port Orchard, Washington. Sponsored by the Archdiocese of Seattle and the Crozier Society, this year marks the 20th anniversary of the Archbishop's Golf Tournament benefiting seminarian education. The fundraising event hopes to raise $200,000 
$1,000 for the education of seminarians in the Archdiocese. The tournament features golfing and dinner with Archbishop Paul Achen, an opportunity to compete for the longest drive, enjoy brunch and dinner with fellow golfers, and enjoy visiting with the seminarians. All proceeds from the golf tournament go to the Seminarian Education Fund, which supports the men from the Seattle Archdiocese studying for the priesthood. More information on how to register is available at the Seattle website, archseattle.org. You and Rob going up to defend your title? I got a lot of golf balls. <laughs> if I could win by bringing the most golf balls, I, I would probably do it. We'll I, don't, I don't know if that's one of the categories. I don't but, think uh, so. Yeah. Well, hole in one, that's what I'm always looking for. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And on Thursday, August 17th, from 11 to 1, all are invited to Footprints in the Sand. It's the annual YLI Seminary Burst Luncheon and Raffle, sponsored by the Young Ladies Institute, Queen of the Universe, number 216. You can get your tickets. They've got a raffle and quilt raffle as well. The luncheon is picnic style, including, of course, dessert and beverages, and all the proceeds benefit the Oregon Archdiocesan Seminarians. You can find out about this and all of the events going on in and around our community on that community calendar easily found on the Hail Mary media app. Hey, we have a homily highlight coming up with Monsignor O'Connor. That happens right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying a morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer thee the precious blood of Jesus from all the altars throughout the world, joining with it the offering of my every thought, word, and action of this day. O Jesus, I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can and offer them together with myself to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the most sacred heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdeiradio.com. Set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the spirit of Christ. Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org. The average smartphone has more than 40 apps installed, and most of them are never used. Clear this clutter from your phone and make Monterey Radio's Hail Mary Media app your go-to spiritual resource. It's got everything you need to grow in holiness, including a huge library of enriching prayers, liturgy of the hours with the monks at Mount Angel Abbey, 
and a personalized schedule of your daily prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also contains a stream of Mater Dei Radio's live broadcast, podcast of our original shows, including programs not heard on the radio. Plus, you'll find fun things to do on the interactive community calendar, Catholic news, and so much more. The Hail Mary Media app has everything you need to grow closer to Christ all in one place. Download it today. Search Hail Mary Media in the iOS App Store, Google Play, or MatradayRadio.com. Declutter your phone and turn to the Hail Mary Media app from Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 813 Day Radio. Well, not quite your record 108 degrees like it was <laughs> yesterday in Portland, but still hot. 102, your projected high. Clear overnight tonight, low of 70. And then really one more day of hot weather in the forecast. 100 degrees for Wednesday. Cools down to 93 Thursday, 82 on Friday. And again, excessive heat warning in effect until tomorrow evening, as well as an air quality alert in effect today. I'm hoping for that cooler weather on Squirrel Fest Day on Saturday. We've got 76 degrees currently at St. Mary of Guadalupe Catholic Church in Ridgefield, Washington. And it's 72 degrees at St. Vincent's Church in Salem. And we'll head over to St. Mary's Cathedral right there in downtown Portland for our homily highlight. It's our friend Monsignor O'Connor. Need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlight on Mater Day Radio. In today's gospel, we see this very familiar scene, this event uh, in the life of our Lord, of the walking on the water to the boat of the disciples. And I think it's just worth looking at today and say, well, what does that mean for us today? How does that, uh, what does it tell us today? You know, and there's a, there's a massive analogy there uh, in all little aspects of that. And I'd just like to go through some of that and see where we stand. I think the, the first thing to remember is this, is that this is not an accident. This has all been planned. And we get hints of that um, from what we read when we say that the Lord uh, goes up to Mount to pray by himself, which he often does, is to get away from the crowds, to be separated, to be quiet, to be in union with the Father through the love of the Holy Spirit. And he sends the disciples out in the boat, go to the other side, he says. And he knows exactly what he's gonna do, right? He knows exactly what's gonna happen. He's gonna test their faith by walking on the water. And we don't know how this happened. And don't think, you know, the shore, the boat's two miles out of shore. Did he set off from the shore and walk two miles over the water? Or did he appear three yards from the boat just walking on water? Probably, I don't know, but the fact of the matter is that he came to them on the water. And this was premeditated, right? He told them, go and do this. And he knows in his mind, this is what's gonna happen. And I think that analogy for us there is, this is God's plan. God had a plan for all of you and me from the beginning of time. He knows exactly what's gonna happen next. He knew exactly how he was gonna do that, right? All these things, think about this, this is in God's plan. And all works for the good for those who love God. So ask yourself, do I love God? And if you say yes, be confident it's going to work out for the good for you. So that's the first thing is remember, this is all in God's plan. Whatever happens to us in this life, he came up with this at the beginning of time for us. The other thing, let's look at this. The, you know, our Lord walks on the water. What's 
odd about that? Well, it's, it's not, it doesn't follow the laws of nature, the laws of physics, the laws of thermodynamics, etc. Because why? Because he's God, because he's out of those laws. He's not bound by any of those laws. He's not bound by mother nature. He's supernatural. He's beyond all nature, right? And he's God. Jesus Christ is true God and true man. That's, that's the point of him walking on water. It's to say to the disciples, I am not bound by any of the stuff that you are bound by. In my human nature, I am because I chose to humble myself to be one like you in all things but sin. But remember this, guys, I am God. I am beyond all this. I am supernatural. And that's the thing is to remember to look at Jesus as the, from the supernatural point of view, not from the stuff of this earth. And then we look at the water. And I always say this, you know, the Sea of Galilee was not like a little boating lake in a park. It's a massive piece of water. You know, there's a diameter of 14 miles. They were two miles out from the shore and it got very rough there and it could be very dangerous. And this is the third watch of the night. This is like one o'clock in the morning. It's pitch black. It's 140 meters deep. This is a, a dangerous piece of water. It's not like they're just, you know, paddling about a bit and rowing. This is, this is a storm and they're gonna be in trouble. They're full of fear, they're frightened, right? And that lake represents the world. It represents the darkness out there that we see in our world today. The confusion, the anxiety, the fear that is out there. And it is only the Lord that can bring us over that lake, who can bring us over the water. And that's where Peter comes in by being the example for us all. With the typical Peter sort of impulsiveness to try and get something done, and then the lack of faith which he exhibits until Pentecost, right? In all ways. But Peter is a remarkably good character to relate to for all of us because we all have sometimes this enthusiasm and zeal for the Lord and other times we look down and we see the dark world and the depth and the fear and we lose our grip, if you like, and we sink, we start sinking. And when we start sinking, it's only that hand of Christ that will bring us back from the darkness of the world, from the depth of that world. It is Christ that does that. And Peter, as he gets out of that boat, he's got his eyes on Christ. He's fixed on the Lord and he can do no wrong. But then we're told he starts looking around him and seeing the waves and the darkness and the, and the fear. And that's when he starts sinking. That's when the Lord has to come and get him. And the other part of this as well, they get into the boat. What is the boat? It's probably Peter's boat. Literally, he's the head guy, right? It's probably his own, he owns that boat. It's the boat of Peter, or the bark of Peter as we call it, which is the church. And Peter is the head of the church, the Pope. And thus being in that Pope gives us that calm and that peace. The winds die down, everything's at peace. Christ is with us in the boat of Peter, in the church. That should give us some confidence as well. As long as we remain in the church, remain faithful to the church, following the church as our leader, as the mystical body of Christ, then again, we have confidence that we're on the right path towards Christ. And our faith is such that I think that faith is a, a switch, not a dial. It should be either we believe everything or we don't believe it. 
we can't go through our faith as Catholics saying, well, I believe in that and I don't believe in that, and that's hard to believe, and, or, or I can't believe in a God that would allow that, or, you know, we're just imposing our own view on a little bit of Catholic culture that we've picked up over the years. It's on or off, and it should be on. It should be, you know, accept the truth of the Catholic faith, accept the truth of living and breathing in that boat or bark of St. Peter, the church, where Christ dwells, where all is at peace and calm and confident. Our faith has got to be really simple. It can't be too complicated. We don't need to be theologians. We need, we need some theologians, of course, to help us battle some of the tricky points of life, but we don't need to do all that. We can be simple. You know, the, the Lord says, be simple and childlike in your faith. Have the, have the faith of these children, he says, which you probably heard this story a million times, but there's that little thing of a village years ago, and they've got a drought, and they haven't had rain for months, and the parish priest says, okay, two o'clock, Sunday afternoon, we're all gonna gather in the village square, and we're gonna pray for rain. And everybody turns up at two o'clock. There's a little boy there, he's got an umbrella. And the priest says to him, what's that for? He says, well, I don't wanna get wet when it starts raining, you know? That sort of faith, right? That sort of faith is the childlike, simple faith that Peter had at the beginning, and then when the world came around him, he lost it. We've got to keep that faith, and we've got to keep it by keeping our eyes faced, our eyes on the prize, which is Christ himself, which is union with God is our destiny. It's the end of our lives here, is when we come before God and we're uni, we're, um, we're brought together with him. So, in this world that we live in, the stormy world, you know, the dark world, it's fearsome world sometimes. If we keep our eyes on Christ, we'll be able to navigate these waters of the world. But if we stay in the bark of St. Peter, we can have confidence that it will bring us to our heavenly home. And that is Monsignor Gerard O'Connor. He is at St. Mary's Cathedral in Northwest Portland. The rector there, always great to hear from him. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Facing difficult problems in your marriage. Oregon Retrovi is a lifeline to married couples helping them restore their marriage and rebuild a loving relationship. Catholic in origin, this Christian marriage program is open to all married couples, no matter what age, walk of life, faith, or ethnic background. Oregon Retrovi is a practical program to improve communication, build stronger marriages, and help couples reconnect. Presenters are not trained marriage counselors, but rather couples sharing their personal stories and the tools that they use to rediscover their love. Begin your journey to healing. All it takes is a decision to find out more. Go to helpourmarriage.org and start the process today. That's helpourmarriage.org to learn more about this transformational program. Oregon Retrovi, a lifeline for married couples. Are you a young adult in your 20s or 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? 
Hi, I'm Jesse Jose, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work in Witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to build community, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. Lattes and cappuccinos may be tasty, but it's the morning blend with David and Brenda that will get your day started right on Mater Day Radio. And it is 825 at Mater Day Radio. How you can save power doing this hot weather that's coming up in the news. Also, we'll take you to one of the nuttiest places on the earth. That's coming up next. But first, we do have Jamie Teton as we continue here on the Morning Blend, surrendering Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Could I hold back the smallest part of anything I'm holding in my heart when I've seen who you are in the light of overwhelming grace for the matchless glory of your name I
That is Jamie Teton and Surrendering. It is 829 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. During his remarks following the Angelus, Pope Francis said, On the Feast of the Assumption, we entrust to Mary, assumed into heaven, our supplication for peace in Ukraine and in all regions. The Holy Father lamented that there are so many areas of the world afflicted by war, places where the din of weapons covers up attempts at dialogue and the right of force prevail over the force of right. But let us not be discouraged, Pope said. Let us continue to hope and pray, for it is God, it is he who guides history, who hears us. The Solemnity of the Assumption is the chief summer holiday throughout Italy, with hundreds of people turning out for the Angelus at St. Peter's Square. The Pope greeted all those present for Our Lady's Feast Day, offering special greetings for young people from the Diocese of Verona and for young people devoted to Mary Immaculate. The Holy Father wished everyone a happy feast day and, as usual, concluded his greetings by asking for prayers for himself. I usually take a look at Pope Francis' uh, tweet of the day. I love his tweet of the day today. He says, How good it is to live in gratitude and blessing instead of regrets and complaints to raise our gaze upwards instead of wearing a long face. May our mother, assumed into heaven, help us to climb higher each day through service and praise. Excellent. And a nice Thank tweet. Thank you, Pope Francis. Yeah, I like that. Nice. Very nice. Donald Trump and 18 allies were indicted in Georgia this morning over their efforts to overturn his 2020 election loss in the state, accusing the former president, lawyers, and other aides of criminal enterprise to keep him in power. The nearly 100-page indictment details dozens of acts by Trump or his allies to undo his defeat. Other defendants include former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and Trump's personal attorney Rudy Giuliani. Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis said the 19 defendants have until noon Eastern time on August 25th to voluntarily surrender. She also said she plans to ask for a trial date within six months and that she intends to try the defendants as a group. This is the fourth indictment Trump is facing. The former president has already been charged in three separate cases this year. He denies any wrongdoing. As containment grows on the Wiley Creek fire, fire crews are making preparations for possible increased fire activity with a stretch of hot, dry weather conditions. According to ODF, the Wiley Creek fire outside of Sweet Home is 15% contained as of August 13th. GPS mapping has the fire at 241 acres. Previous Level 1 Be Ready and Level 2 Be Set evacuation notices remain in place. Crews are working to bolster fire lines and keep their containment strong to withstand excessive weather conditions. A number of aircraft are also being used in coordination with ground teams. Fire officials say these resources are incredibly crucial to keeping the fire under control. If more sparks ignite, however, there is a chance these resources could be moved to other blazes. Benton, Douglas, Lynn, and Lane counties have been moved to extreme fire danger, while Coos County is in higher fire danger. For that recent officials said it is crucial restrictions are followed. Last week, the Oregon State Fire Marshal sent two task force into Lynn County to help with the Wiley Creek Fire. Two structural task forces were pre-positioned in Lane County Saturday afternoon in anticipation of any fires. Officials believe these forces will have quite an impact on the fire teams. Man, God bless the firefighters. They just keep going, you know. They just keep going. So pray for their endurance uh, throughout this whole season. Yeah, with the hot weather things. Wow. And this hot 
about weather, not only putting a strain on people, Mm -hmm. but also a strain on the power grid. Yes. Portland General Electric encouraging customers to safely conserve power if possible to make sure service is available during times when demand is high. PGE has some ways you can help. So you can avoid using large electrical appliances like ovens, dishwashers, and washing machines during peak morning and evening periods. Turn off all unnecessary electrical equipment like home entertainment systems, computers, copiers, and lights when not in use. If you have air conditioning, use your thermostat to manage temperatures carefully. During daytime hours, run the AC only when you're at home and keep daytime temperatures at the highest comfortable level and cool only rooms lived in. PGE says the summer power use typically peaks between 5 and 10 p.m. Okay, good news for, I mean, at least we should have those kinds of things a lot of the time, just to conserve energy Mm -hmm. in general. Well, this is a call to you Seattle Mariners fans out there. I know there are some of you. Mark your calendar. Plan to join the Archbishop of Seattle, Archbishop Paul Achen, for the Faith and Family Day at T-Mobile Park in Seattle. It's hosted by the Seattle Mariners. The Faith and Family Day brings faith, family, and baseball together, as it should be, on this very special family day. It's happening on Saturday, August. 26 with a game time at 1:15. That Saturday you can enjoy a beautiful summer day at the ballpark along with Archbishop Paul Achen and your family and friends as the Seattle Seattle Mariners take on the Kansas City Royals. Your ticket will include a limited edition Mariners themed Faith and Family Day t-shirt. That's why supplies last. Stick around for the post game and enjoy a faith-based con- a faith-based concert as well. You can get ticket information on the Archdiocese of Seattle website archseattle.org. So I remember, gosh, it's been several years now, we went down to a faith and family night when the, the Salem-Kaiser yeah, Volcanoes Yeah, they do that every playing. year. Yeah, it's so. a lot of fun. They get everybody out. And yeah. yeah, baseball and faith and family should all be put together. So the evening we went down there, you know who threw out the first ceremonial pitch? Oh, was it pitch? Father Theodore? It was Father Theodore Lang. <laughs> He's out there a whole <laughs> he lot. Is. So he was a baseball player. Oh, so yeah. yeah, so he could he could bring it. But anyway, that, that was fun. So that, that sounds great for the uh, Mariners. Uh, other sports, one team has made it to the FIFA Women's World Cup title game. That would be Spain, who defeated Sweden by a score of 2-1 to one in their semifinal match in Auckland, New Zealand. Spain scored the winning goal in the 90th minute to shock <laughs> the Swedes. This after Sweden had scored the equalizer just two minutes before. So this is Spain's first trip to the World Cup championship game. They will play the winner of England-Australia for the title. That game is scheduled for 3 a.m. tomorrow morning, our time. Again, 3 a.m. 3 a.m. I'm not doing yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to maybe record <laughs> it. That should be a really fun match because, of course, this the match is in Australia. And yeah. This is the Australian team. So it's going to be, uh, I think, a pretty uh, wild scene there. But I, I would like to see it, so I, I may record it and watch it at a, at a later time. But... Yeah, it's too early. 3 a.m. Uh, I'm not going to make that. <laughs>
Well, coming up on Saturday, August 19th, the planned city of Longview, Washington is host to the whimsical and nutty celebration of our furry friends at the 11th annual Squirrel Fest. The annual family and squirrel-friendly festival is the one and only of its kind on the West Coast and in its own special way honors the city's history, culture, community, and of course its furry residents. Since 2011, Squirrel Fest has brought together businesses, community organizations, family and friends, drawing over 3,500 guests a year to the center of Longview for the annual celebration. Located at Longview Civic Center Park in the town square, Squirrel Fest 2023 offers something for everyone. One of the main draws is to get up and close to the squirrel bridges in Longview, positioned in and around Civic Center. According to the Longview Rotary Club, who organizes the event, thanks to the generosity of all of their community partners, they're able to keep the Squirrel Fest free and fun for everyone in the community. Squirrel Fest runs from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., kicks off with Sandy B. McNutt giving a squirrel welcome, plus all vendor booths, the Nut House, Beer Garden, and kids' activities will be open all day. They're featuring two bands this year, a local art Artist Claire Beck, she'll be kicking off with the band performance at three. And then Jennifer Batten and Full Steam. I don't know if you know them, David, but she played with Michael Jackson. And when Michael wow. hit the stage uh, for that Super Bowl event with all that music, uh, Jennifer Batten was playing her guitar. So she'll be doing the evening performance. Should be some good music. She does a lot of 80s and 90s yeah, tunes. Fun. So I think people are going to really enjoy that. And then I'll be kicking off the um, the Nut House at 10 o'clock when it opens, helping visitors to get their official <laughs> Squirrel Fest t-shirt. I can't wait. You can get more details at lvsquirrelfest.com. There's a fun video. You need to go yeah. check it out and just so to see. So have you been to the event before? Is this the first I time? Did. I did. We went last year. They had a couple. They had the, la- the previous two years were closed due to the COVID and everything. Sure. But they uh, began in 2011. was their first year of Squirrel Fest. Had been doing it several years. And the Longview uh, Rotary Club took it over in 2019 in terms of organizing yeah. all of the labor and the volunteers volunteerism and they keep it free and uh, one of my friends Sarah who is helping to coordinate the whole thing she said you know if we make any money it all goes back into scholarships for kids so we just pay all of the bills make sure it's all taken care of and then anything else goes back to serve the children and so I love it and we had so much fun last year Rob and I each got a shirt and I have to mention because I know Pat talks about Bigfoot a lot yes but Bigfoot screen printing is the one who does all of the screen the t-shirts and they're an amazing company right in Long view and uh i think sasquatch may make an appearance you'll have to wait and find out so i i like the idea of the squirrel bridges so they're so cool but it it was in the 60s that you know one of these gentlemen of of longview was noticing that squirrels were getting hit by cars right and he and they kind of you know the guys all got together maybe at the water cooler or over a cup of coffee and they said what can we do to help eliminate some of the deaths of squirrels and so they devised designing a squirrel bridge and it would go you know across uh, a particular heavy busy roadway and so they did the first one i think it cost about a thousand dollars the longview city council approved the design and the structure and where it would go and over the years since 1963 now there's eight if not nine you can go and look at the map of where these are located but some of them are are replicas of like i said the um fremont bridge and again the lewis and clark bridge that's cool which is kind of amazing and then you can go and you'll see a crosswalk bridge and they're dedicated to particular people 
people in memory of particular people yeah. in the town. And so uh, people really, and, and I guess, I know I haven't seen a squirrel cross the bridge before, but I've only lived there three years, so it could happen. But they have seen, they've seen squirrels teach their young to to come on over, come the, over bridge. the bridge don't run across the road that's a hazardous right there so yeah that's what i was going to ask you do the squirrels they do. really use the they bridges? do yeah. lives have been saved thanks to the squirrel bridge squirrel lives have been saved the squirrel bridge. that's i never knew that about longview <laughs> there you go. i've learned something today that i didn't know i'm sure many listeners at the same thing i'm going to longview just so i can see it's the squirrel so much bridges. Fun. yeah all right we'll see you there <laughs> It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, also coming up tonight in Eugene, St. Paul Catholic Church hosts their Catholic in Recovery meeting. That is Tuesday from 7 to 8. The parish invites those in recovery from alcohol or any unhealthy attachments to come to pray and to have an opportunity to be supported. You can learn about that event and all of the events happening in our local community. On that community calendar, it's found online at matradayradio.com or very easy. And our own Sarah Kenzie makes this so easy. It's the Hail Mary Media app hey speaking of sarah it's tuesday is she coming in that means it is tech tuesday so sarah kenzie gonna join us tell us what's coming in your email today we'll do that right after the forecast support for matra day radio comes from our leadership circle members including best buy in town landscape supply since 1984 best buy in town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services including bark dust blowing rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making everyday count. I'm Tony Rossi. In some ways, Max Olson was the leading citizen of Canton, South Dakota many years ago. You see, Max was handicapped due to cerebral palsy. After his parents died, he thought he was left to care for himself, so he vowed to do the best he could. He walked on his knees, got around town on a converted golf cart, and had trouble speaking. Sometimes he sold pencils or distributed religious literature. Still, there were some things Max couldn't do, so Johnny Bakin cut his hair and the fellows at the garage kept his cart in repair. Said a friend, Max is a morale builder. He's a missionary. He talks about how lucky he is, and it makes you sit down and take inventory. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening, and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. 
And it is 845 at Mater Day Radio. Well, another hot one today. Sorry to tell you that, but uh, that's the way it is. Not 108 hot, though. It doesn't look like, <laughs> thankfully, like no. yesterday. But we'll see. I don't think they thought it was going to get as hot yesterday as it did, and it did get that hot. So 102, your projected high today. Clear overnight tonight, low of 70, and then again, hot on Wednesday, high of 100. Starts to back off the heat does on Thursday, down to 93. Friday, a very pleasant 82 degrees. There is a excessive heat warning again in effect until tomorrow night. Air quality alert effect in today as well. Okay, 71 degrees right now at Sacred Heart uh, Maronite Monastery in Castle Rock, Washington. And 75 degrees at St. Stephen's Church in Portland. Well, it is a Tuesday. That means it's Tech Tuesday, and I can always count on Sarah come flying up in her Maserati (laughs) into the parking lots. That's right. So uh, thank you, Sarah, for being here. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, that's me in my Maserati. (laughs) That's it. I think it's a Vespa. (laughs) Is that what it is? Uh, How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing very well. You know, I got to tell you, I've heard some uh, wonderful stories about you uh, just recently. Uh, pouring, pouring wine. wine. I was yes. going to say she is oh. an expert. Yeah, Did, I am. Yeah. So give me your how your background in uh, in viticulture. Well, so my family has a vineyard. Um, so I've on one hand I've gotten to know the the growing and and harvesting a little bit of the process. Uh, but actually, it was about seven ish years ago I started working for Lady Hill Winery. Oh, nice. uh, I worked for the Owens. Uh, Fair, like you know, fairly often on a regular basis uh, for a couple years there, and uh, now I uh, just help uh, with special events, and uh, including one we just had uh, last week. So maybe that's who you were talking to. Yes, it's <laughs> Dina Marie. Actually, yeah, she's the oh, one who told I me see. that. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> so, do you consider yourself uh, somewhat of an expert now when it comes to wine tasting? I'm afraid to use that word because there are people that come into the tasting room mm-hmm. and they know way more than I do and I so I don't even pretend to I mean I'd say I know like a little bit I can I can get by these grapes are in here and these kind of grapes are over here and we got these from here (laughs) and I just taste yeah and I know I either like it or I don't like yeah I could like pick out maybe I could give you like one word Mm -hmm. to describe a wine but like some people yeah or or like like yeah or like a you know like a fruit Kind of a fruit mm-hmm, flavor or something mm-hmm. like that, but uh, there's people that come in and they'll they'll tell you like ten. I'm like I don't. I mean, now that you say it, maybe I taste it, but I couldn't have come up with. I that can on taste my own. the tannins in that. I can't taste yeah. it. Well, tannins <laughs> more of a texture. It's texture, like it's yes. not really like a flavor. Yeah. Anyway, it's, well, that shows you how much I know. There you <laughs> go. So what you, do you have a favorite? Oh, uh, I mean, I like almost all wine. Um, yeah. I mean, I I like the like the classic like Pinot Gris is always mm-hmm. nice on a. Warm, warm summer day. day. Yeah. Uh, also, I mean, I love Pinot Noir. Uh, those are a couple that my family grows. Um, I, uh, at the Owens, though, I mean, they've got a couple wonderful blends. Um, I'll just do a little promotion for them right now. But, Very nice, yeah. Uh, but like some of the ones we poured the other night. Yeah, they were uh, nice. We had some, like an Italian Barbera. We had a, 
uh, blend with a couple cabs and a Merlot. And so, yeah, they have they have some really nice like big reds there, mm -hmm. uh, which is different than a lot of what you'll typically find around here, which is mostly Pinot Noir. Right. Um, so it's nice. If you want a little variety, uh, they have some great growers in Washington. Like a Cabernet. Bring those down. That's right. Yeah, yeah. They have some wonderful Cabernets. Very nice. Well, there we go. Look at Sarah. She's. Uh, I know. She's, she knows a lot about her wine. So. <laughs> but I didn't she, know I'd be talking about that <laughs> yeah, today. Well, <laughs> that's not going to be in that, that email that's coming out. <laughs> that's right. See, that's what I was going to say. You also know a lot about uh, Mater Day Radio and the email coming out. So. We always look forward to the email, and I know if you want to get on our email list, just go to our website. You can sign up. But uh, what are they looking forward to today? Well, first of all, uh, I loved this Morning Blend interview uh, from Dina Marie um, and that you did with uh, Father James Kubicki, uh, who you've done interviews yeah. with before, and he's always wonderful. And, of course, he does the evening review here as well. Um, but this was an especially timely interview um, talking about the life of St. Maximilian Kolbe, who we celebrated mm -hmm. yesterday, um, and his devotion to Our Lady and how that leads into the Assumption, uh, which we celebrate yeah. today, and uh, as well as other Feasts of Mary coming up in August. So there's actually several coming up. So uh, just a great way to learn about Our Blessed Mother, about the Assumption. Um, you know, sometimes I think we need to remind ourselves or learn a little bit or clarify, um, you know, what the assumption was, how it wasn't the ascension, um, but God assumed her into heaven and, and what that means. And, um, you know, even different theories about that, how that could have played out. Um, you know, we don't know all of the, all of the details of that. Um, and then also about uh, St. Maximilian Colby, mm -hmm. who we just finished a Nomina to. I know several of you participated in that over the app. So um, yeah, just a great, a great highlight I thought for today. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, Dina Marie, Father Kubicki, how long have you been interviewing oh Father goodness. Kubicki? It's I been a while. I think it's around 2008. Oh, wow. You know, Father Kubicki was the um, director of the Apostleship of Prayer. And when I started right. to learn about the Apostleship of Prayer and the ones who promote the Holy Father's monthly intentions, mm -hmm. I thought, oh, we should be promoting those on Mater Day Radio. And so I connected with Father early on about that. And every month it was like clockwork that we would talk about the uh, the monthly intentions. Oh, cool. So, you know, he does parish missions now. He's on a... Um, seminary campus so he's working with our seminarians in the classroom when he's not out doing parish missions so he loves radio yeah. he's certainly close to relevant radio because that's physically uh he's been a part of relevant radio as well as uh, modern day radio and ave maria radio wow. so um he loves using the media uh, he's a good maximilian you know follower in yeah. terms of that and he's a jesuit as well so he's been good to us at modern day radio oh, that's great to hear great history there uh, also in the email, Living Stones have an episode for that. Yes, uh, this is a uh, encore episode, but I just thought it was so interesting. Um, and uh, they um, are talking about the Maronite, right? I know you just mm -hmm. mentioned um, the Maronite uh, monastery just now when you were doing the forecast. Um, but they talked with a Maronite Catholic priest uh, who's also a canon lawyer, Father John Paul Kimes. And I believe um, there's a connection with Ken Hellenius, one of our Livingstone hosts, uh, through Notre Dame. And so um, I just thought this was so interesting, you know, that um, he was going through the history of the Maronite Catholics and how they're one of 23 other 
Catholic churches that are in communion with mm-hmm. the Pope, um, it's a small percentage um, of overall Catholic population, about 6%, I believe he said. Um, but it's just so fascinating. He he really knew his history, and I think uh, uh, Deacon Harold and Ken are both kind of into the history as well, so they really kind of do a deep dive, but I just thought it was so interesting. And then they talk about you know some of the similarities, but also some of the differences um, for Maronite Catholics when it comes to the liturgy or the sacraments or even their clergy, and um, just thought it would uh, be very enlightening and interesting for everyone to listen to. All nice. right, fantastic. Then finally, real quickly, a couple events to events. look forward to. Yeah. Yes, uh, next Tuesday, yeah. uh, so a week from today, is the Queenship of Mary, um, so another Marian feast day. Uh, the Marian Prayer Center in Milwaukee um, is having a special rosary and mass with Father John Marshall, and then uh, a uh, event with Young Catholic Professionals is mm-hmm. also the same night. Uh, we have a speaker, uh, Diego Valeri, who is, uh, for the soccer fans wow. out there, the all-time Ooh. top scorer for the David's Portland going. Timbers. No kidding. Um, yeah, so we're really excited about that. Um, he's a parishioner at St. Michael's, and um, we're just so excited that he will be speaking to us. So a couple events coming up next week, and uh, like you mentioned earlier, make sure to check out the community calendar for more. All right, and watch your inbox today. Thank you, Sarah. Great to talk with you. Thank you. And hey, should I? Should I? <laughs> yes. Hit the little piano sounder? Sure you should. I'm trying to get my keyboard out. <laughs> there, there you go. Uh, hey, we're going to be back. One last forecast for you. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist. Online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Prayer by St. Ignatius of Loyola. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will all that I have and possess. Thou hast given all to me. To thee, O Lord, I return it. All is thine. Dispose of it wholly according to thy will. Give me thy love and thy grace, for this is sufficient for me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary Media app or visit us online at materdeiradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Dei Radio. Mater Dei Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home, located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 8.56 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast today. Excessive heat warning in effect until tomorrow evening. 
air quality alert in effect today. High today, 102 degrees, clear overnight tonight, low of 70, and then hot again tomorrow, 100 degrees. Then we start to cool off, hopefully on Thursday, 93, Friday, 82. It is currently 75 degrees in the Rose City. I'm going to close up our morning with a thirsting. This is Footsteps on Matra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. My footsteps in the sand I'm all alone And I'm wondering who I am In a world gone mad You were the one thing that I had But tonight I stand alone And I can't stop loving you Thirsting and Footsteps, 859 at Mater Day Radio. Got to wrap it up quickly here. Uh, 
uh, Dina Marie, thank you so much for filling in. Great to work with you. We will see you back here for Fall share I'll be back for Fall share Have a blessed Feast of the Assumption, everyone. 